This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, industry groups are looking for a little more guidance to make sure contractors get paid during the pandemic. A dire update on the number of service members diagnosed with coronavirus. And a possible solution to help members of Congress continue their work from afar. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Nine industry groups are calling on the Office of Federal Procurement Policy to issue government-wide guidance to make sure contractors who can't work because of the coronavirus pandemic can get paid. The stimulus bill authorized agencies to reimburse contractors if employees can't telework or go into agency facilities. The industry groups say individual agency guidance, while helpful, are creating inconsistent or contradictory implementations. Instead, OFPP should issue guidance to ensure that all all agencies understand the acquisition tools available and have a consistent approach to keep vendors in a state of readiness. Six industry associations push for more IT modernization funding. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. The coronavirus pandemic has highlighted the real differences between agencies that have spent time and money on IT modernization and those that haven't. For that reason, six industry groups are pressing lawmakers and the Trump administration to use future appropriations and stimulus bills to directly fund agency modernization efforts. The industry groups, which include the IT Industry Council, the Alliance for Digital Innovation, and the Cybersecurity Coalition, say future IT modernization funding should focus on telework-enabling initiatives. I'm Jason Miller. Telework participation across government was up slightly in 2018. That's according to newly released data from the Office of Personnel Management. 22% of federal employees teleworked at some point in 2018. That's up 1% over the previous year. Telework eligibility dipped slightly to 42%. That's 1% lower than the previous year. Some agencies have active telework programs, but one agency had just a single employee eligible for telework. The latest results shed light on the massive task agencies have had in the recent weeks to maximize telework during the coronavirus pandemic. With millions of people expecting coronavirus payments, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration launches a website to combat related scams. This comes a week after TIGDA warned taxpayers to stay alert for fraudsters impersonating IRS officials. The site reminds taxpayers the IRS usually does not call them about tax matters and does not ask for personal or financial information by email, text, or social media. You might expect business formations to drop because of a halted economy. Now the Census Bureau has new statistics to detail it. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Responding to what it calls overwhelming numbers of requests from its regular data users, Census has developed a weekly business formations data series at the individual state level. Until now, the series showed regional levels. Census will publish the new data each Thursday at noon for a limited time while it assesses ongoing demand. By the way, last week, new business formations were down 21% versus the same week last year. I'm Tom Temin. The slump in the economy has the Air Force worried. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. 
Air Force Acquisition Chief Will Roper says the government needs quick and bold investments in the space and aerospace industry to keep it afloat. Those two sectors are being hit hard by the coronavirus's economic fallout. Roper says he does not want innovation to be a casualty in the war against the disease. The Air Force is in constant contact with Congress on what kind of stimulus the military needs to keep the defense industrial base intact. Meanwhile, the service is continuing to award contracts and engage directly with small businesses. I'm Scott Massioni. The military sees a large increase in service members infected with coronavirus. 403 new troops were diagnosed with COVID-19 in one day. A majority of those cases came from the Army. That brings the total of infected service members to just under 3,000. On top of that, 817 military civilians, 653 dependents, and 336 contractors have gotten the disease. The grand total of Defense Department-related cases is about 4,700. To date, there have been 19 fatalities. The Navy has identified the sailor who became the first U.S. service member to die from COVID-19. Chief Petty Officer Charles Robert Thacker was one of several hundred crew members on the USS Theodore Roosevelt who tested positive for the virus. Chief Thacker's spouse is also in the military. She flew from San Diego to Guam while he was in the ICU and was at his bedside when he passed away. Like everyone else, military members have stopped going on vacation, so the Defense Department is letting them keep more vacation days in the bank to use later. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The new policy raises the ceiling for how much annual leave service members can keep from 60 days to 120 days. They'll be able to keep accruing extra leave above that 60-day threshold until September. After that, any extra days they've racked up will be available to use for the next three years. DOD says it still wants commanders to encourage members to use their leave in the same year they earned it, but the department needs to make allowances for exigent circumstances. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Veterans Affairs says it's implementing austerity measures to ensure employees working with COVID-19 patients have protective gear they need. Employees not working with coronavirus patients will receive one mask a day. Employees working in VA community living centers, spinal cord injury units, and inpatient mental health units will also get one mask a day. VA will continue to distribute N95 masks to employees working directly with COVID-19 patients. Veterans Health Administration leader Richard Stone says employee safety is his most important responsibility. Democrats on the House Veterans Affairs Committee say the Office of Management and Budget is holding up the release of relevant documents about VA's coronavirus response. They say VA has been briefing the committee every week on its coronavirus response, but members are still looking for more information. VA says it's cleared guidance. VA says it's cleared guidance, policy, and other documents about its medical supply chain for the committee to review, but OMB must review those documents first. Lawmakers say OMB has created a bureaucratic logjam with VA that had not existed before the crisis. The House Rules Committee decides on a low-tech way for lawmakers to cast votes during the pandemic. Committee Chair Jim McGovern recommends a temporary rule change authorizing some members to vote in person on behalf of others. Members who can't make it to the Capitol must instruct their proxies on how they intend to vote. McGovern said this low-tech plan will avoid technology susceptible to hacking or interference from malicious actors. House and Senate leaders expect members to reconvene May 4th. A federal appeals court gives a postal regulator more to consider. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more. D.C. District Court of Appeals tells the Postal Regulatory Commission to rethink the formula it uses to determine whether the Postal Service's package business generates enough revenue to cover its costs. Judges say the PRC's formula doesn't factor in costs unique to its package and shipping business. USPS has a price cap on first-class mail, its most profitable product, but it has more pricing flexibility for its package products so long as its monopoly mail business doesn't subsidize package delivery. I'm Jory Heckman.
And NASA's government-wide acquisition contract, called SOUP, is experiencing a surge in use over the last month. In March, agencies bought 40% more technology products and services off the GWAC than the previous month. While revenue for NASA SOUP grew by 25%, agencies are specifically buying products from Citrix, McAfee, and IBM. NASA expects SOUP to handle more than 50,000 orders in fiscal 2020 to continue on its growth rate of 20% to 25% a year for the past five years. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White.